Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to Speed City, your Sunday night location for all motorsports fun. This is John Massengill. I am sitting in the studio, socially distant, socially awkward in the studio in Austin. And Jonathan Green is up in Atlanta. He just did the... He created mayhem for an entire day because he was streaming on the Trans Am app on YouTube all day today. Man, they had some killer, and we're going to hear from Jonathan here in just a second because I caught up with him a few minutes ago while he was on his way from the track. So we're going to play that in here in just a second. But we're also really excited because we have our, our, uh, our, our marquee guest tonight is Connor Daly. And... Very excited to have him. He's going to be on here at about 7.30 Austin time, so about a half hour. And we're also going to hear from Vito over at Ducati Austin because I was going today, I was watching the MotoGP race, and I said, man, Ducati wrapped up the the Constructors' Championship. Who do I know that I can call and talk about that with? And Vito's great because he is a great resource talking about MotoGP and, of course, Ducati. So we're going to have um, Vito on the line here in a little bit. And we're going to talk a little Formula One later in the show, of course. And um, and so we'll talk some Formula One, talk about uh, talk with, with Connor, IndyCar, and everything else that he does, too. So, But I think first, I'm going to go ahead and play this clip that Jonathan and I recorded because he talks all about what went on at Trans Am today. And we also talk a little Formula One. So let's play that with Jonathan. Jonathan Green, we got you on the line from Atlanta after Trans Am. What is going on, buddy? Well, just finished uh, the final weekend of the Trans Am and SBRA season. Um, To say it was a strange season is an understatement, but the fact that we did it is a huge achievement. Um, We had our first round in February at Sebring uh, before the world changed, and then, of course, it locked down. We reacted brilliantly. I say we, but uh, John Clackett, our president, um, put on a E-Trans Am championship, which we had for eight weeks. I know. It was then great. we came back. It was superb. We, and we even got a star out of it, Tyler Casera, yeah. uh, who who went from being um, runner-up in the series to, to actually racing and winning at VIR. So that was a great story for us. Um, and then we sort of came out of our hobbles like everybody else in June, thanks to NASCAR and, and a few other series showing us the way. And we have been living by the protocols of safe distancing and masking and temperature taking and everything else. And we've managed to pull off a full season of racing. And today we wrapped it up with a double header due to the fact that we'd had to miss another round at Watkins Glen. And we won't be able to do our season finale at uh, Laguna Seca as planned. So we put it all into uh, Road Atlanta, which we were supposed to be in March, but we put it in November and we got lucky because the sun came out. It was great. I saw we the weather it. was fantastic. You think you might get, you know, November, but it was great, wasn't it? Yeah, it was superb. We were very lucky. And um, so what we did was on the Saturday, we had the normal Trans Am feature race for TA2 and then TA and the GT classes together. And then today we we ran a full five-class full field of all the cars with one 100-mile finale race, which was super. 
Well, it was like a cavalcade of stars because I'm going to admit to you, Jonathan, I was watching you on the YouTube stream of Trans Am for about two hours today. you got to get out more. I, I know, man. I was out in the workshop, though. I was getting uh, getting stuff that's, done. That's You're exactly the kind of people we need. We've got the live stream <laughs> going, and that's it. You work on your car, and we'll bring you your racing. Uh, it was, it was, actually, it was really good because you guys had, had – had people in and out of the booth and stuff, but man, it was a cavalcade of stars. It was like CEOs and everything else. Who all was there? Well, you know, amazingly, what's so good about Trans Am and what I'm really digging about it is it really does attract. I mean, you know, Chase Elliott's just won NASCAR, right? Well, we had Bill Elliott running in um, Trans Am <laughs> just a couple of years ago. Um, we had Boris Said, uh, who's long retired from NASCAR and IMSA, but he comes back because he wants to race Trans Am. And in fact, his 16 year old son. Um, also tried his first hand at racing this year, uh, this uh, weekend. And in I the saw Miata him. Trophy. I, I yeah. saw him. He looks like uh, Boris loaned him he's, his hair. He's a double take, isn't he? he? He loaned him his hair, apparently, and his helmet because he looked. He did. He, he's got the exact same Boris said hair. Yeah. Uh, well, and you had like, well, who else? It was like, you said the CEO well, of Ford. Well, we had the CEO of Ford. Uh, James Farley was there, which is incredible. And he kind of goes incognito. He was driving a Lola, got a podium. And, uh, yeah, we got some cats, you know. Uh, Scott Borchetta from Big Machine Vodka, one of the big sponsors and one of the big uh, investors behind the new uh, IndyCar race at Nashville was uh, racing. He's been racing us for a while now in SVRA, but now he's turned his hand to, um, to racing in Trans Am, which he's been racing in all year very effectively. He got a podium and has been right at the sharp end. And uh, Justin Marks, another investor in the Nashville event, joined us again, and he's a handy driver. Um, we also had a guy called Martin Raginger uh, from Austria, who has been a bit like Earl Bamba, uh, but in the past, he was a factory Porsche driver in the Carrera Cup, and he came. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's always interesting to see who is attracted to come and race uh, what we call pure racing cars. No, no gizmos. Let's see how good you are. Well, I mean, weren't there some guys out there with just kind of regular guys? I say, you know, because some of those some of those Miata rigs you can get going for like fifty, sixty grand for the for the car. I know you got other expenses, but you know, you don't have to be a gazillionaire. No, you don't, and that's the beauty of it. The Miata Cup, the North American Miata Cup, was great, and in fact, you'll know uh, Jacob Abel uh, sure, was out yeah. there also racing Radical, and that's good affordable racing, as you know. Dave O'Neill's involved in that. Yeah. Uh, and so the likes of Judd Miller were racing. And like I said, Jacob Abel came out uh, and ran around. So, you know, I love the diversity. We, to give you the, the stats, we had over 360 uh, SVRA vintage cars. And we had over 45 Trans Am cars over the weekend. That's awesome. For the, middle of, yeah. for the middle of COVID, that's not bad, is it? Yeah, that is not bad. And, you know, we just had them here at Coda, too. That, that's, that's amazing. Well, uh, hey, Jonathan, before, you know, you said you had about 10 minutes or so, so I want to talk to you about a couple of Formula One things because, you know, after Hamilton wrapped up the Schumacher tying seventh championship, I, I immediately thought, I wonder if he's going to hit the U.S. media tour, and he did. He hit it pretty good, and I watched the one, probably the, the most extensive one was what he we went on the late show with Stephen Colbert and did about, I don't know, 15 minutes with him. It kind of went through his whole career, you know, starting with his cards about his dad and, you know, being and, and did the whole story. And I don't know if you saw any of that, but I want to get your take on on uh, on that whole aspect of him hitting the, the tour here in the United States. Yeah, I think Lewis is now coming into an era in his own life where he's achieved more than any other driver um, bar Michael Schumacher. He's now equaled his record. So he will go down. I mean, we're now talking about him in GOAT terms, i.e. greatest of all time. And I think he's now kind of kind of realized that. Um, and he also realizes that in his mid-30s, there's more to come. Uh, and there's no reason to stop. He's got the best team, the best car. Uh, he's got a great relationship with Toto Wolff. He's leading from success to success. He's going to be a, a Mercedes ambassador for the rest of his life, which is incredible, really. Um, and, he, you know, he's, he's up there in rarefied air with some of the greats of sports. But also, what a lot of people don't know is when Lewis isn't racing around the world, he, he based a lot of his time in, in L.A. and in America. Um, he, he's, he's very much an America file. He loves being in America. And what the biggest thing is, he sees himself being from England, from Stevenage, not far from where I'm from, as being um, an immigrant from 
the colonies from the colonies that, that Britain conquered back in the day. And so he's from, you know, he, he, he's not an Afro, Afro-American. He's from the West Indies. And, and so what's interesting is he's, but he's identified with the black people of America and that's, they see him as one of them. And now he's beginning to get comfortable with being identified that way and also realizes his cachet is such that he can be a voice for change, given his pulpit, um, for Black Lives Matter, for Breonna Taylor, for all of these things. And people do look up to him. And that's just one side of it. The other side is he's a poor kid who had nothing and yeah. was heavily discriminated against in England and also heavily discriminated against by being in a rich man's sport as a black poor kid uh, pushing his way through to, 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 to go karting. And he wants to give opportunities and show people, as he said on the radio when he won his seventh title, dream, dream big, making it a reality. And he's become quite spiritual about that. And, and, and I'm, I'm all about it. Um, so I think we're going to see more of this. And I think you're going to see Lewis Hamilton, and I, I don't know what he's going to do in the future, but I can see him going into NASCAR, going into Indy, or at least becoming um, quite a, a celebrity stroke uh, mover and shaker in America particularly because, because of the media uh, sheer power that, that is here. And I think after he gets to 40 and gets fed up of waking up at 7 in the morning and keeping his weight down, I think <laughs> his new lease on life will probably be music and, and activism. I think he can use that pulpit. He's almost, you know, I think he could, without sounding too grand, I think he's almost got aspirations of Oprah-like status where he can, you know, he can Whoa. have a say and have people follow him. Now, I, I, you know, I, I know you're, I know that's big words, but he has done something that, that really has, uh, he's reached that plateau, like you're saying, and I, I don't disagree with you. And, and by the way, Willie T. Ribs is the only black motor racing driver in this side of the country. There are a few others, but... Willie T. Ribs was the one that, you know, really changed it from our home, you know, home state of Texas, a good friend of the show. But, you know, I mean, there has you know the, the, the diversity that, it, that is going on in Indy and what I mean, listen, Jordan's just started a, a, a NASCAR team. A NASCAR team yeah. With a black racing driver. You know, why wouldn't why wouldn't Lewis maybe maybe get involved somehow in that? I mean, he's a rich guy. And he yeah. can give back, and I think you'll see him playing a role similar. So, well, you know, it's funny you say that about Willie T. Ribs because during the Stephen Colbert interview on the Late Show, I was watching on YouTube, and um, he was Lewis was talking about his dad used to tell him about being discriminated against. He said, "Just let your racing, let your results do, do, the, do talking. the talking." And yeah. I thought about Willie T. And you know, Willie T. used to say, "Yeah, you know, let his his racing and his fists do some of the talking." And I. I thought about Willie and thought maybe he could have, you know, gone even further had he, you know, focused more like Lewis had. But it was a different time for sure. It was it wasn't quite I don't think the world or the United States were quite ready for it at that point. But well, Jonathan, yeah. we, we've eaten up all your time, buddy. I appreciate it. And I uh, I wish you guys a good trip back and all that. And uh, we'll see you when you get back. One thing I want to tell you before we go, one of the big announcements we made this weekend was the Nashville race. Uh, and, I, I, you know, I oh, want I saw to that. emphasize yeah. that. Yeah. TA2, our main championship, will be racing uh, next August in Nashville on the street course with Indy. So uh, you can oh, tell so uh, Connor cool, Daly, if, if Connor Daly comes on, tell him that uh, Trans Am will be there too if he needs to see. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, we'll see you when you get back. All right. Speak to you soon. All right. Well, that's our update with Jonathan Green. We're going to go ahead and grab a commercial break, but uh, up next after the break, we got Vito from Ducati Austin, and later in the show, Connor Daly. And we're going to give away some Connor Daly t-shirts to anybody who wants to call today. 512-643-LIVE. 512-643-5483. Write the number down and give us a call later in the show, and we'll be back after these messages. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. 
Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. When you're looking for traditional Tex-Mex, look no further than an Austin favorite, one in a million. Serving original family recipes since 1980 and located just minutes from downtown at 2300 East Cesar Chavez, one in a million has your Tex-Mex fix every day of the week from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Breakfast is served all day. Homemade migas, enchiladas, and menudo. And try the Don Juan taco. Some say it's big enough to feed a family of four. One in a million. Online at oneinamillion.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Talk 1370. The right choice. This is Willie T. Ribbs, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back to the show. Uh, we are about to be joined by Vito from Ducati Austin to talk a little MotoGP. But I want everybody to know that we have Connor Daly coming up, and we're going to give away some Connor Daly T-shirts to anybody who calls. So write the number down, 512-643-5483. But now we're going to talk some two-wheel action because we have via Zoom, we have Vito from Ducati Austin. How's it going, buddy? Hey, it's going great. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're doing good, but man, you look awesome. Look at that chair and that shirt. Lean over and let me see that chair. That thing is awesome. <laughs> what What is that chair exactly? So it's a Ducati office chair. Uh, it's pretty <laughs> much the same ones that you see the guys use in the paddock. So I figured I needed one for my house. I think that is a definite upgrade, and uh, it looks like you have it in the living room. I don't know how you put that past your wife, but anyway. I think. Uh, she's, she's in the other room. <laughs> she's in the other I'm room. i to track next week when we're at Coda. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, hey, Vito, I thought about you guys today because I was watching MotoGP, final race of the season, and, of course, uh, I know that, that Ducati wrapped up the Constructors' Championship last week, but I thought about that, and I thought, you know what? I want to get Mark and Vito on to talk about – Ducati and MotoGP in the whole season and everything, but let's start with that. I mean, you got to be excited about Ducati w winning the constructors championship. Yeah, actually, they they were tied, and they wrapped it up this week with uh, uh, or Miller getting uh, the second place in the race. Suzuki just didn't finish well. Suzuki, you know, they they won the championship and the team championship. The riders and the team they did great this year. Uh, you know sort of the dark horse coming in. They were just more consistent than anyone else. Yeah. So it was really nice for Ducati because it was the first time since 2007. Yeah. Wow. I, was, I knew it had been a while. That's that's cool. And, and what about Ducati, their, you know, their whole season in MotoGP? I mean, I know it, it was such a crazy season to begin with. The fact that we even had a season was amazing. But what about their whole season? Yeah, it was it was, it was nine different winners this year. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and then, you know, a lot of back-to-back -back races, similar like Formula One, where they, you know, stayed in, stayed in town for a couple of weeks for certain venues. 
Um, it was uh, it was a crazy year, especially with Marquez, uh, you know, knocking himself out in the beginning of the year. So it made it wide open for everyone, and it didn't hit for a while. It didn't seem like anyone wanted to win the championship. Quattraro uh, <laughs> won two races. Everyone thought he was going to kill it, and then he uh, tumbled throughout the year, and he finished eighth. Yeah, and uh, Dovey moved up to ended up in fourth, uh, and uh, it, it was a really good year. In in, in in not respect to Ducati win the riders, but uh, the excitement you had to watch every week. It was great. Yeah, that's true. You you, you didn't know who was going to wrap it up because it's Juan, Juan, Juan Mir with 171, Morbidelli with 158, Alex Rins with 139, and Dovey with 135. Uh, so, yeah, it was tight, obviously, and I love the fact that you did have to watch and you, know, you didn't know what was going to happen. But So what's going on with Dovey? He's, uh, he's taking a year off. Yeah, he, um, you know, he announced mid-year that he was going to move away from Ducati and go do something else. Uh, he turned down a few test rides, it sounds like, from Yamaha, and I'm not, or Aprilia offered him a ride, but he said it wasn't the right thing for his career. So he's taken a sabbatical. He's huge into motocross, so um, he's going to be, you know, I, I guess relaxing, uh, living his life and riding motocross. And, you know, one of the rumors is that depends on Marquez's status because there's a lot of stuff swirling around him, whether he's going to be ready or not next year that he may try to get a Honda seat. Oh, wow. Huh. Well, I mean, he seems a little young to retire. So I guess, right. I mean, <laughs> how old is he? 34, 34. Yeah. I mean, I guess for a MotoGP rider, that's not, that's not, uh, it wouldn't be unreasonable, but well, what about Rossi the, will be 42 next year. I know. I know. So what is going to happen with Rossi? Well, he's going to the satellite team, Patronus SRT, which actually had this year, Morbidelli who finished in second, who was riding last year's bike, beat all the factory riders and his teammate that was on a 2020. So uh, I think it's going to be his, uh, personally, I think it's going to be a swan song year for him, you know, sort of his final yeah. year. Uh, and then move another one of his guys up from VR46 Academy, maybe into his spot. Yeah, because where did he finish? Like 12th? No, 15th. Wow. Yeah. That, but he, he had a bad run in the beginning of the year. Yeah, but didn't he have a couple of races where he, I mean, I saw him competitive. I, I, I'll i be honest, uh, Vito, we just, we've been so wrapped up with all our Formula One coverage this year. I just haven't had a chance to watch as much MotoGP as I like. But I think I saw uh, Rossi looking good a couple times this year. He did. He looked good in the beginning. Then he had uh, three DNFs, and that just knocked him completely out of it. Yeah, that's not going to get you up there. But um, so, what about so? Is Jack Miller going to be what? Who's the who's the team going to be next year for Ducati? So uh, Ducati, both Petrucci and Dovey left the team. Petrucci's going to the KTM. Uh, I think it's a satellite team. Dovey, like we said, is on sabbatical. So it's Jack Miller and uh, Paco Bagnaia are moving to the factory team. And it bodes well for Miller because he's finished a really strong second half. Bagnaia had a not-so-great second half, and today he got hit by Mir. It looks like he dislocated his shoulder. I saw that. Um, while on the bike, all pretty amazing. Then the uh, Premac team will be Zarco and uh, Jorge Martin. And the Aventus team is the real – it's going to be two Moto2 riders – one who just finished up at the championship, Ernesto Bastianini, and uh, uh, Valentino Rossi's half-brother, step-brother there, half-brother, Luca Marini, will be on that team. So it's all going to be uh, young blood on Ducati, other than Zarco, who's 30, the old man. <laughs> old man at 30. Well, you know, it was funny. When when Coda started announcing you know, that we're going to start racing again next year, it was kind of weird. I mean, I had people coming to me going, Hey, I heard that we're going to get MotoGP and Formula One. It's not going away. And I was like, God, we can't. Coda just cannot escape those rumors. I don't know why. I don't know if just, but, but it is awesome that we're going to get the calendars out and MotoGP is going to be back. What are we like third on the calendar this year? Yeah, I think we are. We're, uh, I think it's April 16th through 18th. Yeah, that's kind of our slot, isn't it? Right there in the early part of the year. Yeah. Well, are you guys going to be doing the usual back? Hopefully, let's let's assume yeah, that we've know, got, uh, you know, a vaccine know. or something. Yeah, this year we were actually, we were super prepared. Uh, <laughs> the one year we were and hit all, all, everything on order, everything ready to go. And then it 
was canceled. So it threw a little wrench in the plans, but you know, um, we missed having the riders there because you know, last year we had all four riders. You guys were there. It was great. Um, we had a great event and a lot of people, and it's a really a good thing community-wise for MotoGP and, you know, the Austin area. Hopefully next year we'll have something. If not, uh, you know, we'll have to do something a little bit more distanced. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely all be there. We'll have a great time at the track. Well, I hope it does. I hope we got it figured out by then because that event that you guys have, MotoGP Week, is – really it's there's nothing in austin outside the track that's even close because i remember the first year you guys had a small event and i think maybe what like 100 people showed up and then the yeah. last one the last one you had i don't know how many people showed up. it must have been over a thousand people and it was amazing with all the riders there the line for for autographs went in and around and back out through the warehouse that's a really cool event you guys do with food and everything yeah thank you thank you for coming to it yeah, it's, uh, this year it's, uh, or next year we're hoping it's going to be good. And actually, we're looking also forward to NASCAR being at Coda. That should be fun. Heck yeah, man. The more the merrier, I say, for race series coming to Coda. Hey, well, uh, Vito, let's talk about street bikes. What is going on on the street bike side for Ducati? So um, Ducati just announced most of their new 2021 lineup. Uh, one of the new bikes is the probably the biggest one is the new Multistrada V4, which is their adventure touring all around bike it is coming out it's a new v4 motor uh, similar to what the v4 and the panigale Superbike, but a little bit different for extended range and durability it's going to have the longest range between uh valve maintenance really of any bike out there it's like thirty-seven thousand miles wow uh, so it breaks that whole <laughs> stigma of ducati yeah exactly what i was thinking when you said that that's awesome yeah so that's out then there's a couple new scramblers um then a new v4 uh, Panigale with uh, using some of the stuff from the R model, like the dry clutch. Uh, it's going to have the winter test matte black paint. Pretty cool looking bike. Uh, then there's um, the Super Sport is getting a bunch of updates. Really, really nice updates on the electronics and everything like that. Uh, then there's still some stuff to be announced. Uh, I think around December 11th or later in the next couple of weeks, there's a couple more models that will be coming out. Sweet. But it's uh, pretty exciting. The Street Fighter was a big hit for us this year. Was that, uh, was that, what's the best selling Ducati bike? Uh, you know, this year it was pretty even along a lot of the bikes, but the Street Fighter, I think, uh, was one of our, one of our better sellers. And we have a demo right now. We just got a new 2021. So if you want to come on down and take it for a whirl sometime. Awesome. Exciting bike. Awesome. That is fantastic. Uh, well, what else you got, Vito? We got about a minute left. Anything else you want to talk about for Ducati Austin? I know you guys have been, you know, doing all the social distancing, but staying the, keeping the doors open and everything, right? Yeah, no, it's it's been a really, uh, honestly, a pretty good year for us. Uh, you know, with the with everything considering what's going on, and from uh, November twenty fifth to December fifth, we're doing Black Friday. We're not just doing it for a day because we know a lot of people got to do other things on Black <laughs> Friday, so we're just making a, a bigger, longer of deal and uh this weekend is a big one for us uh after the track or after thanksgiving we're doing two days at coda on a track day with uh we got about 20 of our great customers fans they're all coming out we're all going riding at coda it's gonna be a great event that's awesome well Vito, we're out of time thanks buddy and if you want to check them out go to motoaustin.com Vito, thanks for joining us buddy and we'll uh we'll talk to you soon i'll come by the shop sometime all right thank you bye all right, everybody, we are going to take a break. When we come back, we got Connor Daly on the line. Give us a call and ask Connor a question, 512-643-5483, and we'll be back after these messages. Motivation USA, catering to the sport bike enthusiasts looking for truly unique parts and accessories. Stand out from the crowd. Motivation is the exclusive North American distributor for SC Project MotoGP-inspired exhausts and the largest Rizoma retailer in the United States. Get the best parts from around the world at the best prices with fast shipping and a knowledgeable staff ready to help. Shop online 24-7 at MotivationUSA.com. That's MotivationUSA.com. 
Winding Road Racing is your first and best choice for all the essentials for a great weekend at the track. We're racers, and we love helping racers. With a full selection of racing gear in stock, get geared up with all the safety equipment needed to meet all the latest Snell FIA and SFI regulations. Outfit your car with a comprehensive lineup of racing necessities, and when you need to find a few more tents, turn to data acquisition systems from AIM Sports, V-Box, and others. Austin-based with shops in California, Georgia, and Kentucky, the source for all your racing needs. Winding Road Racing, windingroadracing.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Roger Hayden, Factory Yoshimura Suzuki. This is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Welcome back to the show. I am very excited for our next guest. Our next guest has one of the most versatile racing careers in motorsports, karting, Star Mazda, Indy Lights, GP3, GP2, a little uh, Formula One. Lots of IndyCar, a little NASCAR, you name it. And we are very excited to welcome back Connor Daly. Connor, welcome back to Speed City. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. And uh, we really appreciate you coming on. And you were doing some racing last night. Talk about that, too. Yeah, we had a, a bit of a 14-hour um, endurance race out at New Jersey Motorsports Park, uh, the American Endurance Racing Series. Um, sort of a... Uh, an amateur series, but a uh, great group of people. Um, you know, I think 45 cars or so, 45, 50 cars, a bunch of different classes. Um, and, uh, yeah, just uh, I'd, I'd, I had done a couple races at Road Atlanta with uh, with these guys who are uh, longtime supporters of mine who own the car. And um, it was a BMW uh, M4 GT4 car. Uh, and, yeah, we were able to win, get the pole, fastest lap, uh, all that. So, uh, nice, uh, nice weekend to be, you know, at least busy in, in November for sure. Yeah. But that's just like you, Connor. I I feel like you are with not the the busiest man in motorsports, the, for sure. The most versatile. And, uh, I, I've done surprise me at all that you were out there racing. I'm sitting here looking at that car, by the way, that's looks pretty sweet. So what, what, uh, is it basically stock, but suspension brakes and stuff like that? Well, that one in, in particular was, uh, you know, it's, it, it's bought from the factory as a race car uh, for, you know, basically the, the SRO yeah. GT4 series, um, which I, I believe they're going to race it in uh, next year um, in, in that series. So, uh, so yeah, it, it can kind of be uh, modified to race in different sports car series. There's, there's a bunch of different endurance series kind of across the country, which are, which are a lot of fun to race in, a lot of, a lot of great people and uh, guys that are just having a great time um you know with uh with their with their sports cars are there or their road cars that have been turned into sports cars so it's uh it was, it was a it's a fun deal fun deal to be a part of well i want to talk about your indycar season you had what was this is this your second or third full season in indycar this year 
Yeah, technically my third, yeah. Yeah. I was just looking at your stats. I knew back in 2017 you were with AJ Fort, and I knew that was a basically a full season. But, I mean, I know it's such a crazy year, crazy season, you know, that we even got to race was a good thing. But, I mean, are you? how do you feel about your season this year? I mean, I, to me, I, you looked great at times. And, I mean, overall, all things considered, that I thought it was a great season. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think part of the reason why I was so much looking forward to doing a full season again is because we could get to, you know, we do, we get to do testing. We get to do, um, you know, a lot of development work. We get to go to a lot of different tracks that I haven't been to in a while that I, that I really enjoy, like, um, you know, like Long Beach, Toronto, uh, a couple places like that, you know, and, and, and we didn't get to go to those obviously this year, Laguna Seca as well. Um, so, you know, it, it, it was a, a weird season. The race weekends were a lot shorter. Uh, you know, instead of three practice sessions in qualifying, we had one practice session in qualifying and two races um, on a lot of weekends. So it just changed the dynamic of everything quite a lot. You know, I was trying to get used to working with a new team with Ed Carpenter Racing, and, you know, suddenly it's the middle of July, and we've only ever been to three tracks together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then even late August, all we've done so far is about four or five tracks together. So, you know, there was a lot to be done there, and I think um, – I, I think a lot of good results were were just taken away from us a, a little bit by pure luck type scenarios. You know, we were running in the top three of the GP of Indy in July, um, caught a yellow at the wrong time, didn't help us. You know, we were running in the top three of Mid Ohio uh, and 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 had an issue issue fueling the car. So there, there's there's a lot of different places that you know I think we should have been contending for podiums. Um, but you know, such as the story of racing, I mean, either way, we, we, we were fast in a lot of different places. We ended up with a pole position. We ended up in the top 10 a lot, um, especially with Carlin. Um, and, and that was, you know, that, there was a lot that we could be happy about this year for sure. Yeah. And you know, I know that your career has been so up and down. It's got to feel great to just have a full season like that and get used to one car. I mean, that's, I, I always think about you, Connor, in the seasons past, yeah, I'd, I'd read, and they they go. Connor's going to be racing this week in this car, and it's just you know, uh, to me that says a lot about you. The fact that you can jump into you know a brand new car and and do well, and that that it, lots of different team owners have the confidence to call you and and bring you in. Well, I appreciate it. I mean, I I you know I'm only where I am because of the U.S. Air Force right now for sure. I mean, they're they're uh, you know they've they've kept my career alive, and and then. You know, Carlin has really embraced me as, uh, you know, as, as a driver of theirs as well, which is, you know, doing a full season with two teams, that's, you know, definitely not ideal. It's not normal. Um, but, you know, since it was two Chevy teams, it worked out really well. Uh, and the teams are really great in letting me do that uh, because obviously that's, you know, everyone likes to keep their information and, and likes to be pretty yeah. private about stuff. And they had to let me go and drive for another team all of a sudden. So, um, you know, so, so that was, that was really cool. And, and, uh, I, I just love being an IndyCar driver. I mean, I, I want to, I, I still have a lot to do in this sport. I still want to, uh, you know, obviously win at the highest level and, you know, we've been close, been on the podium, been on the pole. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like it's, it's, you know, it's the next thing to do for sure. So hopefully we can put together another program for next year and, uh, and come back either with one team or two teams again and, uh, and, and do, you know, compete for a full season with some testing and hopefully our full schedule again. Yeah. And you're, you're still right in the middle of all that negotiations right now. Nothing's been set, right? Yeah, no, nothing's, nothing's done quite yet. We've got, uh, you know, it'll happen. I think in the next two weeks for sure. Um, either right before Thanksgiving this week or probably first week of December, we, we get a better idea of where we're going. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'm pretty confident about it. I mean, the U.S. Air Force has been a great partner for three years, and we want to make it four, and we want to make sure that we can get a proper, uh, you know, a proper year in of, of all the things they had planned for this year. You know, there's a lot of incredible things that we had planned for the season and for act- activation at, at certain races um, that we want to, you know, we want to be able to give to our fans. So, um, so yeah, that would be really great. Well, what about COVID affecting you and your life personally? I mean, how's that affected you as far as, you know, getting, you know, getting to and from the racetrack, getting prepared and all that and your family, all that, how's it affected you? Well, I mean, obviously it, it, it sucks. There's no better way to put it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's a tough scenario all across the world. There are obviously a lot of people struggling with it. Um, I, I hate to see friends, businesses who are struggling with it here locally in Indianapolis as well. 
Um, that's always tough to see because I'm a, I'm I'm a, I'm a very very local guy. I like to support local businesses, restaurants, people, what they're doing. Um, and and yeah, it's 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 been tough on the racing world too. I mean, a lot of you know a lot of people were uh, you know on on a much shorter schedule this year. Although it ran into you know October, we still uh, you know had way less days on track and um you know we and now a short off season to get things turned turned around for next year so uh it's it, it's been it's been tough for sure um you know one of my, my little brother had covid as well at one point and uh you know it didn't affect him badly at all thankfully he was just down for about two days and then then all mm. good but um but yeah it's uh you know it's one of those things that uh, hopefully there's a lot of you know smart people in this world hopefully they can uh keep putting their brains together and uh, make sure we've got some, you know, some solutions for, for this uh, moving into 2021. Yeah, I know. I, that's, I, I still fear it. You know, everybody's making plans and, and look, we've got all this good news from the, the vaccines on, on the, you know, on the, on the horizon here that it, if sooner than later, it looks like, but still, you know, I don't know how quick they're going to get all that stuff out, but I just hope it doesn't affect it. But I got to ask you something about, you know, we're here in Austin and, we were so ecstatic to get IndyCar here, and then it didn't happen, and looks like I don't know if it's going to happen again. Um, what did you think about about that news, and what do you think about you know IndyCar in, at Coda? I mean, I think it put on a great show the first time. I mean, I obviously didn't get to participate, which is a shame, but uh, but yeah, man, it's just the, the business of motorsport right now. I think is harder than ever, yeah. and you know, decisions aren't made, sadly, because people, like fans, want them to happen or not. It, it's pure business. You know, if, if if part of our sport, if our, you know, if, if, if we're, you know, if someone's not able to make the right amount of money, then there's no sense in doing it. You know what I mean? And and yeah. I, I hate it because, like, I would like to go to a lot of places. You know what I mean? I think there's, there's a lot of tracks <laughs> I'd like to go to, and I, there's a lot of tracks that I think we, as a series, should absolutely be at. Uh, and one of those is without a doubt Coda because it's one of the most, you know, it's probably one of the most pr- premier facilities, you know, in, in, in for sure our country. Um, if not so, the world. Yeah. 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 If not the world. So, so, you know, that it is what it is right now. I, I, I definitely don't at this point, I, I wouldn't count any track out for the future because I think, you know, what right, right now we've got Roger at the, you know, at, at the wheel uh, yeah. behind the series. And I think he's, you know, he's got a great, uh, you know, mindset on on where he wants the series to go and hopefully, uh, you know, it's going to great places. Man, you talk about Roger Penske being at the wheel. That To me, that was so exciting to see that happen. I mean, if it had to happen, I'm just glad it was him. But I just feel like he is such an amazing leader and businessman and everything else. And, and I mean, are, are you seeing... I mean, I know 2020 is just so crazy, but are you seeing any differences and do you expect things to be different or, or, um, you know, in a positive way or, or what are you expecting with Roger at the wheel? Well, what I've seen so far is that he really cares. Um, and he's a racing guy and, you know, my stepdad obviously works directly with him at the Indianapolis Center Speedway. So, you know, there's, there's a lot going on there and there's a lot that, uh, Roger is directly involved with and I and I you know I respect the heck out of that if you're gonna you know if you're gonna buy a place like the Indianapolis Motor Seaway and you want to be there every week I think that shows you know a lot of uh you know a a lot of good things for the future of our sport for the future of the track um and and Roger cares about us as drivers he cares about the teams he wants to make sure that this is a very successful series long into the future um, and, and I really respect that. I, I, I can't think of a better person to be, um, you know, to be controlling the, uh, you know, the, the ship right now. So, you know, I, I think there's a few things obviously that it w- is, are, will be new for him, you know, when it comes to, uh, like, I think appealing to the, to the youth, right. He's very good. He's been a very good businessman and he's done really, really well with everything that he's done. Um, but this is a little bit different, right? It's it's managing a racing yeah. series. It's an entertain it's an entertainment venue. It's it's you know how do you keep people entertained? How do you keep millennials entertained? How do you keep the next generation entertained? Um, but I'm sure he'll put some great you know he'll get some great uh, information from people around him and on his team, and he'll hire some people that um, you know will do will do a great job. 
Well, as you know, we do a lot of the Formula One coverage. You know, we do the pre and post. What do you think about Roger? You know, I think he announced it at the press conference at the when they first bought the series, the possibility of Formula One coming back to Indy somehow. What do you have you heard anything about that? I mean, I think I, I think it would be awesome. Um, do I think it'll happen? I don't know, <laughs> but uh, I wouldn't rule it out. I mean, he certainly is at the level of business and success that you know, Formula One would like to deal with, right? It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's high dollar figures. It's, um, you know, big entity, you know, type situations, which Formula One get involved with, you know, that's a, that's a big, big entity, Formula One. And, <laughs> uh, you know, Roger is, is probably, you know, a, a very large entity in North America. So, you know, that would be good for them to, to work together, but who knows? I, I would love to see it. Um, but I guess time will tell. Yeah. I, I, you know, if it were anybody else saying that I might be a little skeptical, but with Roger saying it, I'm still thinking this, there's a possibility that could happen. So we'll see, but Hey Connor, I want to ask you about all of the iRacing and all the streaming and Twitch and everything else. I know you were into, uh, into gaming and a little bit of racing online before art, before the, before COVID and before that got so big, and I was following you on Twitch before that. And, um, I, you know, what do you think about the way that filled in? Are you still enjoying that or even more than, more so than you were? Yeah, I think it's been awesome. I think it's a just another way to connect with, uh, with our fan base. And certainly now in a time where, you know, there were, there were not a lot of, not a lot of spectators allowed in person at races, <clears throat> you know, on Twitch, it's a pretty personal yeah. you know, connection. It's pretty, uh, you know, I'm talking directly to the people that are, you know, that are coming in and in the chat and, and, and hanging out. And I respect that a lot. And they support, you know, they support me. And, and um, it's something that I think you have to be aware of. Like being a driver now, you know, you got to be a driver, but you got to be an entity. You got to be, you got to have all these different forms of social media. You got to be able to engage with your fan base because when, you know, people are looking to spend money on, on motorsports, you can't just be a driver anymore. I feel like that—that that mm-hmm. is a very important part. But it's also, um, you know, what, what's what's stopping a company from spending, you know, two hundred fifty grand for some influencer to just post on Instagram about it? You know, that might get them more draw than, you know, a, a one race sponsorship deal for wherever it is in the season. So you got to think about how you can, you know, expand your expand your uh, reach, and and you know, I'm just trying to do the best I can. Well, I'm going to give you a huge plug. I, I used to, I first started really watching drivers on Twitch and things like that. And Lando Norris, I thought he was just hilarious. He was great. And then I started watching you, Connor, and I will, and I, you're the first person that I subscribed to and paid the five bucks a month on Twitter. I mean, on Twitch so I could interact. And it was, I know what you're talking about because when you get inside that chat where you can actually interact with whoever, in your case, being the driver and everything, it was, and you're really fun and and uh, genuine and everything on there, and you do a fantastic job on there. And I hope that that will start to be a revenue stream for you. And I hope sponsors recognize how good you on there you are on there because you do a great job on there. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you so much for the uh, the support. Yeah, I mean, what Lando Norris is doing for Formula One, yeah, is I think is I think highly undervalued. Um, yes, like. He is appealing so much to the younger demographic. His fans are like a mob of people that are and young young people who are into gaming. Um, I think it's just it's such a a great thing to see, and and I like him as well. I play Call of Duty with him all the time, and and he's a good dude, and um, he's so young, which is pretty wild. But it's only going to grow, and it's only going to get bigger. And if he continues to be successful in Formula One as well, that's going to be a I mean, I already know how how roughly how much money he's making on that side of things, and that's a, it's a great side hustle for him for <laughs> sure. So, um, so I, I respect the heck out of what he's doing there, and uh, it's it's nice to. I, I hope more drivers get in. Like Tony Kanaan right now is big big into Twitch streaming. He's been getting into is it. Is he really? I haven't and, seen him on there. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, T, TK's got into it now, and and uh, he's been a regular streamer, which is actually pretty funny. He started. Uh, he gets real into the racing and, and will speak his mind, which I think is, is uh, pretty hilarious. So definitely, you guys definitely got to check him out, too. Well, have you upgraded your rig and your chair? I mean, I think your chair looked like it was like 
just some office chair that was broken in half. Have you upgraded any of that stuff? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I've got a, a full Logitech deal now. Um, Logitech everything, steering Sweet. wheel, pedals, mouse, keyboard, headsets. Uh, they've been really, really cool to me. They're a good partner of, of the stream and, and all that I'm doing in gaming. So it's, uh, it's, it's awesome. Well, my son is a huge gamer, and he just got a new 3080, you know, super badass video card. So I took his hand-me-down, and I took – in fact, I took a lot of his old parts. I took the motherboard and everything. I built up a, a, a box that I can do, and I was just thinking I got to – I'm just going to start with some of the Logitech – you know, the basic wheel and pedal stuff, but I got the, the rig all ready to go. And I got, and his old video card's pretty decent. So I, I got a good start on that. So I'm, I want to do that because I want to watch, I just want to get used to all the, the circuits in, and uh, get to know them better. But all right, I want to ask you one last question before I let you go. Back in 2012, when we started, we went from a podcast to a radio show. You were our very first guest. Then, then, Alexander Rossi, but when we talked to you that day, I asked you a question, and I've and I've started asking every race driver since then: is that what are you driving? And back in that day, you were you were driving a Subaru WRX, and you'd blown up the motor a couple of times. And uh, so, what are you driving these days? Uh, I I still own the same car. So it's <laughs> the only car that I own. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If people people don't realize that. Racing isn't necessarily a super profitable game to be involved in right now, but, uh, you know, some drivers like Alexander Rossi are, uh, you know, they're on good contracts, but a lot of us are out here grinding and, uh, I, I've got a, I've still, the only car that I own is, is still the Subaru SDI, but, uh, I, I do get a Chevy Tahoe from the team, uh, which is uh, more like an adult vehicle that I can actually <laughs> drive around and feel comfortable in and, uh, feel like I'm, Slightly more successful than I am, so uh, it's nice. <laughs> uh, that's great, Connor. Well, Connor Daly, thank you so much for coming on. We love it when you come on, and uh, we really appreciate it. And and best of luck, when, and we'll watch next for next season, and, and we'll talk about that news whenever you announce it. Absolutely. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. All right. Well, thanks a lot for coming on, man. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. No problem. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk a little Formula One and some other things. You're listening to Speed City live in Austin, back after these messages. At Circle Brewing, the belief is less is more when it comes to brewing a better beer. You won't find any chemicals or additives, only water, malt, hops, and yeast, and absolutely nothing else. Just simple ingredients and outstanding taste. It's German purity with Texas ingenuity. Find the brews on tap all over town in your favorite store or drop by the tap room at 2340 West Breaker Lane. Open Thursday and Friday nights and weekends. Log on to circlebrewing.com. Circle Brewing Company, born, bred, and brewed in Texas. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride. Or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Talk 1370, the right choice. Hello, I'm Jenny Gale from BBC F1. You are listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Thank you, Jenny Gale, for welcoming us back from the break. We've had Jenny on the show a couple times, of course. She's with the BBC, and if you don't know, you probably do if you're listening now, but we do the 
pre- and post-race shows for Formula One nationally on national radio. Me and Jonathan and Les and Dave O'Neill, former team manager for Haas F1. And go to our website, speedcitybroadcast.com, to find out how to listen. We got some... We've had you. You read my mind, producer. We've got some normal races coming up, the normal times. Because I think next weekend the race is at nine Austin time, so our show starts at eight. And if you haven't heard it, we have a lot of fun. And Dave O'Neill is—I mean, he's fresh out of Formula One. He's a fantastic asset to our team. And of course, you know, Jonathan's been in and out of Formula One his entire twenty-five-plus year broadcast career. And so we have a lot of fun, and we get we get Gunther Steiner on. Uh, we've had him on at least twice this year, and uh, he said we can call him any time. So we'll probably get him get him on one more time to find out, see if he'll spill the beans on the new Haas F1 driver uh, <laughs> lineup because right now it's looking like Mazapan and Schumacher, which would be really fascinating because two rookies. But I want to talk about. Uh, Sergio Perez, because I'm just wondering right now if, you know, you think about drivers and where it's such a, a, a crazy world in Formula One. You got Sergio Perez, who's fourth in the driver standings, right? I mean, you think fourth in the driver standings that would just guarantee you a seat next year. And not only that, he brings money. And so I watched a really good video. Uh, you, if you know the race, just another motorsport website and news outlet they've got a good video that talks about the fact that Sergio is he's one of the you know in the last I think they they quoted like the last five or six or seven years all the drivers who finished fourth and it's like Verstappen and uh you know uh Vettel and all these big names all up and down the list right and you think if you finish fourth in the in the driver standings you just guaranteed a job well it is it is not unlikely that Sergio Perez may not be in Formula One next year. And I was thinking, you know, I love the idea that Haas is going to, is looking at Mazapan and Schumacher, two rookies, two really good rookies, right? And they're, they're probably going to end up in Formula One. But what if you just paired one of those guys with Sergio Perez? He's going to bring money. As you know, he brings money where wherever he goes and it's a lot of money i i don't know i think the number is something like 10 million dollars so you got to think that that would be a really interesting pairing a really smart pairing you know you get uh, a a young driver and a veteran like sergio i don't know I, I, that's the that's the one thing that i really want to see if if haas does and we'll get gunther on on the formula one show and see what he see if he'll talk about that a little bit and they've been surprisingly open talking about that. So we'll see how that plays out. But I want to shift gears and talk about Circuit of the Americas a little bit because we've got right now they're doing their Peppermint Parkway. And that's kind of this Christmas deal where you can drive out there. I don't even really know all the details, but they've got their own website now. I think it's uh, peppermintparkway.com and you can check out that. It looks like something fun to do with the kids. I think you stay in the car Stay socially safe, distant, and all that. So, hey, anytime you can get out on Circuit of the Americas and mess around, that would be awesome. Yeah, it's pe peppermintparkway.com. You can get tickets and stuff there. Get them online. But also, of course, we've got NASCAR coming. Debut at, at uh, Circuit of the Americas May 23rd. So you can get tickets for that as well. And you can also buy... Uh, a, you can you can't buy your tickets at Formula One, but you can reserve a spot for tickets. So you can do that on CircuitOfAmericas.com. And backing up to NASCAR a little bit, by the way, um, it debuts there. But that's not the first time that a NASCAR has been on Circuit of the Americas because um, Kurt Busch came to Austin. I got to hang out with him while he drove around Circuit of the Americas in his NASCAR back then. And I think that was at the same time. In fact, I know it was. It was the same time that the V8 supercars, the Australian supercars, were at Coda. So it's not the first time a NASCAR has been on Coda, but it will be the first race. And so that's going to be really exciting. But, of course, we do have Formula One back at Coda. It's official, of course, and MotoGP. So we've got them both coming back to Coda next year. And, of course, you know, if you 
go to thecircuit.com and check out all those tickets and all of that. And they've got their 2021 concert lineup too. So we'll see how all that plays out with COVID and see what's going to actually happen. But anyway, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I want to thank our guests, Connor Daly and Vito from Ducati Austin. Thanks everybody for tuning in and we will talk to you next Sunday. Spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.